Uh, well, uh, finishing writing the record, that's an important thing to yeah, do. Sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously chatting to people about the first song coming out, which is super-duper exciting. Um, so uh, this comes out, and then in September the whole record comes out, and then in the meantime... Uh, I'm actually releasing a whole other set of songs which comes out uh, as a version of NFTs. Oh. So uh, for any of those people who are interested, just you know, check it all out on the socials because it's going to be a non-stop creative fest for the next couple of months. Far out. All right. You don't like downtime then, do you? <laughs> well, I've had quite a lot of downtime, actually. You know, yeah. last two and a half years, I don't True. know if you've noticed, but uh, <laughs> we've all been in a thing called a global pandemic, which... Uh, has been a bit of a suck for the whole music industry because no one's been able to play gigs. But the wonderful thing for artists is when they're stuck in a room for two years is they have time to dream. And I think you'll see uh, lots of people bring out lots of new music over the next year because um, all my friends who are all playing bands have all been doing the same thing. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting times. really is. So the single is Machines of Love and Grace, a title that I think even before you listen to the song, um, it is thought-provoking because you think introspectively, machines of love and grace, and then you think outwardly, you think about the world, uh, the, the species, where we've come from, where we are, uh, perhaps even how we act as a, as a group uh, and how we act as an mm. individual. Um, how did you come about uh, this title for the song? Well, the song's all about um, our intimate relationships we have, you know, with our phones and through our phones. Mm. And... Um, you know, there's really, I guess what I'm talking about is that the machines of love and grace are the phones, you know, they're kind of like, we get to, uh, talk to loved ones across the world, um, and have these, you know, very intimate relationships, but it, it, you know, in the same sense, we're kind of like slaves to posting on social media and, mm -hmm. you know, that it's like got all these other tendrils, like, you know, you can press a button and suddenly you're on a gambling app or you're watching pornography. It's like, it's just all there at our fingertips. So, um, you know, it's this amazing deal with the devil we've made and some of it's good and some of it's bad. But, you know, as an artist, I'm just trying to kind of explain, you know, the relationship that we've had, especially through the last two years of the pandemic. Mm. Uh, you mentioned some of it good, some of it bad. What about doing a solo album? Are there aspects of it that you like, you really, really love that you don't get uh, with Eskimo Joe? And there are other aspects about it where it's like, oh, it would be, uh, I perhaps I would have enjoyed this more if it was with Eskimo Joe. Is there anything like that? Oh, 100%. In fact, it's like a, it's a pendulum that swings from one track to the next on a daily basis. Um, doing a solo record is great because you can sit down and you've just got the freedom to follow an idea all the way through without someone jumping in every five seconds and going, I think we should do this. Mm. Um, but on the other side, you know, you're in a room by yourself and you've got to do everything. And uh, that takes a long time. And sometimes you just like, you can't see the forest from the trees. You, It's really, I, I love being back in my band now after doing some solo stuff because you know, I'll I'll start an idea and someone else will be like, oh, and the drums could go like this. And you're like, oh, that's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as opposed to sitting down and thinking about it for days on end. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you think your ideas are great and sometimes you just think they're the worst thing you've ever done in, in the world. And uh, having a band around you, you know, you've always got those people who can just kind of, you know, bounce off you and say, oh, look, no, the idea is great. Keep going. Or 
no, you're right, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's pros and cons. Yeah, we're chatting to uh, West Australian, Australian music great, uh, Cav Templey, Eskimo Joe, solo fame as well. Uh, Cav, uh, we had some listeners send in some questions. Um, so mm. let's take a look at this one. AFL Grand Final last year, absolutely amazing. Um, uh, one question they did have is, what made you decide to cover In Excess? Uh, well, they told us to cover oh, In Excess. Yep. <laughs> and I think it's because, you know, We've always referenced in excess as a huge influence on ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, especially going into the Black Fingernails Red Wine album, we're really looking at some of those great Australian bands like Ice House and In Excess and how they just kind of did that widescreen thing. And um, you know, we wanted to tip, tip the hat to them. Um, and there was a certain point in time when um, you know we were touring, and all the In Excess guys just started rocking up backstage mm. to all of our shows, which we just thought was amazing because. You know, we're such big fans, so we got to, you know, talk to them and question them and, you know, about how they made records and so on. And uh, so when it came to the grand final time and they gave us some choice of, you know, what songs to play, we were like, yeah, 100% let's do In Excess because uh, that makes sense. And so when you, and we kind of did this kind of almost like a mashup, we went straight for Black Fingernails into um, uh, Kick. And the songs sound really good next to each other because they're, they're you know, we're, we're similar kind of bands. Great. All right. Chatting to a Cav Templey. Uh, here's a, another one, actually. Um, have you been keeping track of the footy and uh, you're loving Frio right now? Well, yes. I mean, we are longtime Frio Docker supporters. Actually, Joel mm. from the band is an Essendon supporter. Ooh. I should put that out there. Uh, but, you know, he's originally from Melbourne. So, uh, yes, huge Dockers fans. I have, you know, high hopes. I did a, um, a panel show with um, uh, Fife the other day and. Um, and and he was saying to me, he was like, well, you know, I just want to hang in there because I want to, you know, I want to be part of a, um, you know, a flag team. Mm. And and I just thought that was a line that he was spitting off. But I think it's looking pretty good, man. Yeah. They might they might they might get the cup. <laughs> um, we do have uh, just two more questions for you now. When this question came through, I was like, oh, hang on. I watched the the video for the new single, and I was thinking back to my days in high school. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's how I remember him too. The hair. <laughs> How do you keep it so lush after all these years? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, just good genes, I guess. <laughs> but um, but no, there is uh, definitely some uh, some hairstyling techniques that you know maybe I need to get my own TikTok account going yeah. and give people some some uh, some tips on that. But yeah, you know, a little bit of hairspray and a hairdryer, and that's just what my hair does. Yeah. Will we ever see you uh, here in Geraldton? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I. We're about to do a big Eskies tour in October where we're, we're doing two of our biggest records, um, Songs of City and Black King Nails Red Wine, and we're going to play them back-to-back -back, um, oh, in all the major cities. Wow. And then the plan is after that is to take it out, you know, um, do some regional shows. But straight after that, um, I'll be hitting the road doing the – because my album would have come out by this stage, and I'll be mm -hmm. playing um, an acoustic – a really cool uh, acoustic set where I play acoustic guitar – looks similar to the video clip if you've seen the Machines of Love and Grace video clip, but I have all these cool projections that are uh, in the background of all these old turn-of-the-century kind of horror films that I've edited mm. together, um, and it creates this really spooky, interesting atmosphere. So I'm going to be taking that show to Jelton before the year's out, awesome. and um, hopefully I get to see some of you guys and get to come down and have a beer with you. Absolutely. I love it. And we're chatting to uh, Cav Templey talking about uh, the new single, the new album on the way, Machines of Love and Grace. Cav, before I let you go, um, how can you describe what this album is all about, its sound for the people out there? 
Well, uh, you know, it's been a pretty kind of tense couple of years, really. I mean, I, this is my second solo record, and my last solo record was all about, you know, being in love and hanging out and Fremantle. And this is really has this, this next album has this kind of feeling of anxiety and tension because we just, you know, all just sat in a room and thought about <laughs> the world and ourselves. So without being too obvious, I've just touched on a lot of the themes of stuff that we've gone through over the last couple of years. And I'm not passing judgment or giving anybody any answers. I'm just kind of asking a lot of questions and just telling the stories. And I think artists do that best. You know, we don't want to read a fact sheet about what we went through over two years. We want to hear a good song, you know, that affects us emotionally. And that's what I've tried to do.